Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Still a little bit under the weather, but I'm back. Okay, so today it is springtime in the fullest, which means rain here, but it also means that the bulbs are coming up and all things green are beginning to wake up in the earth. And for some of us, that means we are being reunited with a very fun visitor to our gardens and to our wilder areas here in Michigan. I'm talking about grape hyacinth. Not to be confused with regular hyacinth, grape hyacinth looks like little clusters of bells. So I'm going to teach you a little something about it and something you can do for a fun nature-filled treat, okay? So open up your big book of stuff because today we're going to talk about drinking grape hyacinth. So let's get started. Once you start foraging this plant, you're going to love it. I'm just telling you now. And the way that it blossoms, part of the bottom is going to start to wilt before the new buds open up. So don't be afraid that the plant is dying. It's probably still continuing the blossom uh, if it just has a little wilting on the bottom. And you know who else loves it? Bees. Bees really love this plant. Remember, during spring, they're out there foraging. trying to feed up now that they've actually survived the long winter. So if you're harvesting this plant, try not to take everything. Remember our rule, try not to take more than 25% of a plant if possible, if it's a large plant, or more than 25% of a patch if there's a patch. Uh, But many gardeners think this is a weed. So if you're trying to eradicate it from your garden, then just take it all. But um, I hope you won't. Uh, yes, it does rather spread rather rapidly. But if you don't have to, don't take it all. It's pretty. And it's an area you don't have to put a plant in if it's there. Much better than horseradish, which never, ever seems to go away. But I digress. So as you know, I always encourage you to make sure you're looking at the right plant. So we're talking about Muscari arminiarcum. We're talking about grape hyacinth. If you're not sure it's the right plant, pull out your handy dandy field guide or check on a book or your phone. Don't forget, taking a field guide to flowers and wild nature is a good way to get to know the world around you. So, looking around for these, you'll find them usually where you'll find clusters of grasses that haven't been mown down. And yes, those clusters often hold other plants as well, but we're looking specifically for these little jewels. And they're very cute. They don't get very tall, so you'll know them when you see them. And I don't know about you, but I always want to squeeze them. They come in clusters like grapes on a stem. So if grapes were vertical, instead of hanging down and they poked up, this would be them. Although the grape bulbs do hang down, 
but the plant itself is vertical. I would like to take a moment to stress that, and I cannot be clear enough, do not eat the leaves of the grape hyacinth. Do not handle over much the leaves of the grape hyacinth. Some people are extremely sensitive to them and it could cause a skin irritation, like a mild form of dermatitis, or even more severe if you're truly allergic. Remember, our skin is an organ and it can be very reactive to different things that we touch. It's the first sense that many of us have. Although there are some of us who lose that sense of touch due to disease or genetic anomaly, it may not be available to us. But for those of us who can experience the sense of touch, we do not want to encourage anything that would have us experience discomfort or disease. I want to stress that. Don't eat them. Don't eat the bulbs because more than likely it is not the plant you think it is. It's not the tasseled one. It's the regular grape hyacinth we see here in North America. Don't run around just putting things into your mouth. We've talked about this. what we're going to do is we're going to make a drink. We're going to make a couple of drinks and the first thing you're going to have to do is get enough blossoms. So this may take a while. So give yourself time uh, to actually forage and make sure there's enough of them to do this. You're going to want at least a half a cup to do the first one. And the first one is going to be something called a cordial. And to make this work is about a one-to-one ratio for sugar and water. So let's say you have three quarters of a cup of sugar, you want three quarters of a cup of water. It should be equal. Now, in this particular recipe, it's one and one. So a cup and a cup of water and sugar, and then you're gonna add about a half a cup of the grape hyacinth blossoms. And you're gonna bring this to a low boil, and then you'll add the blossoms, okay? So you want your sugar and water to get it to a really nice boil. And then you're going to add your blossoms. And then you're going to turn it off and let it just sit there, infusing. Cover it up and let it just infuse. And you're going to leave that for about an hour. Then you're going to strain out the blossoms and you're going to drink it. Now you can drink this warm. You know, you can heat it back up a little bit. Or you can drink it cold. Or you can even add iced tea. You could uh, definitely add lemonade to this too if you wanted to, but keep in mind this is very heavy. And if you add lemonade to this, because of the acidity of the lemon, it will turn pink. Don't believe me? Try it. But it won't taste like pink lemonade. It'll taste more grapey. A couple of things to remember that I haven't already covered. Don't eat the bulbs. And if you have a rabbit, don't let your rabbit eat this. Seriously, don't. Don't do it. Another thing that you might want to know is that it's important to remember that not everything 
is what it seems. This plant is so lovely and delicate and soft, and you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, this plant, it only has one use, and that's to be beautiful and to be eaten by us. Absolutely not, because even though you could eat it raw, it tastes like a little bit like a bitter grape, like a little bit of like a bitter grape. I'm talking about the bulbs only. Keep in mind that this plant was also known as a starch plant. That's right. They used to make starch out of this plant. And that this is not the only plant they made starch from. So if you think cornstarch is the only way to make starch, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. Well, I shouldn't say sadly, but more like gladly, because that means you didn't have to make this. And you should be glad that someone else makes starch for you. No? Oh, come on. That was funny. You like that segue? I just led right into it. No? You're groaning. Don't groan. Now, I want to get into something that's very important. I would rather not have to deal with hearing about my listeners going to the hospital. Remember, I'm not a doctor, nor am I a certified herbalist, nor am I a certified naturopath. However, I know a thing or two, so let me just tell you. Do not cook the bulbs of your foraged grape hyacinth, because unless you are well-versed and well-studied, you may pick the wrong thing if you're trying to make those deep-fried bulbs of grape hyacinth that you see in Italy. It's not the same plant. The plant that they are using is tasseled grape hyacinth and it has a different Latin name. Remember I told you, you have to find out your Latin names of your plants. So that plant is Muscari Camosa. Do not confuse the two plants. If you want to know how to pickle grape hyacinth, you can look it up online. If you want to know how to cook tasseled grape hyacinth, you can look it up online. Understand, these are two different plants. And I want you to be safe. Always be safe. And I would guess it's safe to say we've come to the end of another episode together. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll be on the lookout for grape hyacinth in your garden. Uh, if it's invasive, then definitely cut it back. If you want more of it, in around, I want to say, here in Michigan, the middle of June, you could probably start dividing it, and uh, that way you can put it in different areas so it can spread out more, or you can share it with your friends, or they can divide some and give you more. Depends on how patient you are, I guess. I hope you'll have a chance to look for it, and I can't wait to hear about your recipes and your adventures 
in finding this plant. And if you'd share them in the Shire, that would be great. And I just, I love hearing great things and sharing things with my friends. And we're friends, right? So until next time, take a little sip of nature when you can. And maybe even make a nice little grape hyacinth vodka just for the grown-ups. And you can do that with a cordial. I'll let you look into that. Or maybe a nice sherry. I'll see you next time here on my Magical Cottagecore Life.